All right, and we're back. This is the Kingfish of JacksonJumbly.com. Kim Wade will not be here today. He is hanging out with Tucker Carlson in a re-education camp somewhere, so sorry. He won't be here, but will he be back tomorrow, Cliff? He will be back tomorrow, all right? So we've had a fun day today. Um, I love days like today. By 12 noon, I've already got my news stories written. They're all hot news stories. I can just twiddle my thumbs the rest of the day. I mean, woke up, had couple of news stories planned i wrote one about um and i'll get into it next hour about our former mbn director his turned out his son was a drug dealer actually it made it sound like in court it was a dowdy family enterprise actually the way the way he talked <laughs> pete's over here shaking his head yeah yeah we have pete perry in the house with us so you know when you get tired of me talking i hand it over to him i'm going to try to watch the you knows because i say that a lot i'm going to try not to talk over my guest today like i'm so want to do and it's hard to talk over pete because that he's would be the, shocking that will be shocking because he's also the expert at talking. He's the one who taught me how to do it. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Trust me, he did. He's an, he's, he's an expert at it. Anyway. Anyway, so then we had more. But the big story today was I always call him interim sheriff because we all know what that deal was when the supervisors appointed Marshawn Crusler to replace our beloved Vance. He was the interim sheriff for, what, six weeks, four weeks, and he got clobbered by Tyree Jones by, like, 5,000 votes. And I've always said Marshawn, was a, he was an idiot. He's a dummy. I've always said that. He's definitely the dumbest guy in his family. And guess what? Today, what came out today proved it. While he was, apparently, before, after, and during he was sheriff, he was, him, he was selling ammo to a convicted felon, which you're not supposed to do. And they busted his buddy Torrance Mayfield yesterday. He was the former police chief, I think, of uh, Edwards. And then he worked in uh, Mary Arbor's detail for a while. That was really questionable. If you remember, he was a lot of JPD cops were ticked off because he hadn't been through an academy, but he became a commander. Hmm. They were really hot about that. Anyway, he ran for sheriff in the, in, uh, the 21 special election. He ran in that one, too, and lost. And so he got indicted yesterday, picked up for selling a firearm to a felon. And apparently they were in, Marshawn was selling the ammo. And apparently, if you see the, read the indictment, which is on jacksonjumbalaya.com today, you will read that they're accusing him of also, oh, your son's in my jail. Hmm, well, I can take, I can make sure he gets really good treatment there. How much do you want to pay out? That kind of crap. So... Story blew up today. Marshawn appeared this afternoon at one thirty for his arraignment, pleaded not guilty. He's being represented by John Coletti. So I would say his life is really screwed up right now because he was the he's running for sheriff against Tyree Jones. He got beat by 5000 votes last time. I mean, that's pretty resounding. For some reason, he had a nice cush job over at Henley Young. He decided to go jump out of that job and go run for this one. And the word on the street has been for the last couple weeks. Now, this is unconfirmed street committee talk, so take it for what it's worth that he was going to be angling for the top security job over at Jackson Public Schools. Take that for what it's worth. It's street talk, all right? Enough said. Anyway, we have Pete in the house with us. Now that the garbage stuff has settled down temporarily for a little while, we're going to bring, we're going to talk trash today. That's right. We always talk trash, but we're really going to talk trash today. And so we're going to bring everybody up to speed on what really happened in this whole garbage fight. Media missed a lot. There was a lot of hyperbole, a lot of 
Well, trash talk flying back and forth. The tempers got hot. And frankly, media got stuff stuff wrong. The spin doctors were all out there, you know, venting their spleens, whatever. So I'm going to cut this out a little bit. I'm going to say this whole mess really got went into higher gear about a year and a half ago. What would you say, Pete? August, September, when the FCC vote came up? Yeah, fall of 80. Uh, yeah, move your mic up a little bit. Fall of 22, I believe. Oh, no, 21. 21. 21, yeah. And there is an RFP, request for proposals, put out for garbage. And the mayor decided, and he and Dr. Amari decided that we were going to have these 96-gallon garbage carts, okay? 96-gallon garbage carts. Now, before we get into that, let me explain how these 96-gallon garbage carts usually work in most cities. Most cities. Of course, this being Jackson, we can't do like everybody else, can we? Usually you use the 96-gallon carts when you are cutting out your hoppers to save money and you go automated, so you have that, you've seen them in other cities, you have that arm that's on the side of the uh, truck and it picks up the garbage cart, dumps the garbage into the truck, puts it back out where it, you know, et cetera. And the benefit is you don't have to pay for the hoppers. You pay for one hopper. Oh, you pay for one? Okay. You pay for one hopper. For one. One hopper. One, one hopper has to roll the cart out to the right, right place. So you have one hopper instead and of two hoppers. And they do that in a lot of cities. Baton Rouge, New Orleans, etc. So anyway, so but here, of course, the mayor decides, no, we're not going to go that route. I still want two hoppers and the 96-gallon cart. We're not going automated. So they were going to get the carts from, there's a reason I'm spending time on the carts, folks. They were going to get the carts from this company out of Detroit, Michigan. Whenever you hear Detroit and, May- and the mayor, your antenna should go up a little bit, all right? You should start paying a little bit closer attention. So anyway, so they came up with the bid they recommended was FCC. They, I think they had the best score, the best price for it, twice a week or once a week service with the garbage cart, correct? If I remember correctly, they had once. They might have the best score with both of them with carts. I forgot. Yeah, they, but with with carts they were with, with they were in with the carts league. they were lowest. Oh, excuse me, with carts they now, were the best. It was at this time that with, we found out with carts they were the best. Yeah. And it was at this time that we found out that, guess what? The garbage department was operating at a $2.5 million deficit, which nobody knew about. And that was probably because, you know what? Chalkway did his infamous moratorium on cutoffs and stuff. So guess what? When people don't have to pay their bills, they don't pay their bills. And when you don't pay the bills, you don't get what? Revenue. When you don't get revenue and you're still paying expenses, you know what you get? A $2.5 million deficit. The, the, it's not just Chalkway's moratorium. And Tony Arbor. It started, it started under Yarbor. It started in 2016. Right, you're right. It continued for all the way through Yarbor. Uh, well, Chalkway stopped first, it. Then during COVID, he brought it back. They, they stopped it for three months. Right. They stopped it for three months. Yeah. Only because it was a condition of the 1% money that was being asked for and given to them. And so they cut it out from Thanksgiving to March during COVID. And then when COVID but, came along, they put it back. And have continued. So if you don't, the moratorium was on water cutoff. Yeah, but let's not get in the weeds here, okay? Not, but if not, you don't, not yet. If you don't pay your water bill, you don't pay your garbage bill. Exactly. It's all together. So the council gets told, by the way, we have a two and a half million dollar deficit, and we're pretty much going to have to double the rates for garbage collection. And they, first of all, were like, "What?" 
And number two is they did not want the carts. So they said, we're not doing this. Waste management had the current contract. They all, you know the story. They all went to court. They settled. Waste management wound up with, I think, uh, was it six months or 90 days? No, waste management got a one year. They No, no, I'm talking about 21 now. I am too. Waste management. Uh-huh. That, I'm talking about the contract that expired April last year. Which was that, a one. Thought, which was a one year extension. No, that was that was a six, either a three or six month extension. They've been running from March to March. Not no. Well, let's not argue about it. But just, I'm talking about the one. Okay, they did a temporary contract. But, but, but you left out an important part about the cars under the FCC uh-huh. proposal. The Detroit company was going to sell the cars, but they were selling it to a new company in Mississippi that had just been formed. I didn't know that part. That, yes, you did. That was owned by Ms. Bradley. That's right. I forgot about you that. You did uh, know that part. Richard Bradley's wife, and she'd Richard, never been in the business before. Richard and, Bradley's wife. And when he, they did the cleanup for that tornado, it was a disaster. Uh, uh, remember? <laughs> but the Detroit company was going to sell them to a Mississippi company that Ms. Bradley to, was to, the owner of. To his Embar buddies. and Embar. And she was going to sell them to the city. Exactly. There was another. There was another part of that. They were going to order forty-five thousand cars, not the fifty-three thousand. But they were collecting. The old contract had been for fifty-three thousand households. Mm-hmm. Public Works well, no, the attorney because Public Works was not making any of the presentation said that they knew they did not have fifty-three thousand households. They were ordering for carts for what they thought were active households, and that's why 45000 would be enough. That becomes into play with these two emergency contracts. The RFP was designed to do it based on tonnage mm-hmm. rather than households, which should be a savings to the city. Mm-hmm. But because they knew they did not have 55000 households. But... A year ago, when they did the emergency contract and the one they did a month ago, they're still based on 55,000 households. So we're still paying for 55,000 right, households we have, when we know we don't have but like 45, 46,000. Right. All, All right. right. So that's with that. So the waste management, I still say it was either three months or six months. It expires April 1st. All right, let's move forward. Mayor tells waste management, come Midnight, March 31st, you're out of business here. Don't pick up anything. And then he illegally enters into the contract, the emergency one-year contract with Richards. You, you skipped that they did put out an RFP. They did, oh, yeah, they did put it on RFP. The mayor put out an RFP. Hang on. I'm, I'm getting to that. Well, Hang you on. skipped it. Not real. You'll see. Well, you did. Okay. Anyway, you should, you should, you should hear us when we start having a couple of drinks Go and ahead. having cigars. That night, you and Kim Wade was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wish I'd videotaped it. <laughs> so what happens is, I'll just go and clear it out. The RFP, they issue one, what was it, February of last year, new RFP. In the meantime, while they're doing all that, the contract for waste management expires March 31st. The mayor issues on his own with no council vote an emergency one-year contract to waste management. I mean, duh, to Richard's disposal, sorry. And so we had, we had the big fight over the, is it a veto or not a veto? We know how that went. He lost in court. Wait, 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 wait. You, he brought the Richard's proposal right. contract to the council, and they voted it down. Right. 
and they vote it down again, and they vote it down again, right. and that's when he issued an emergency contract. Right. Uh, but, you, I mean, he did try to bring Richard's proposal for twice a week with mm-hmm. carts to the council, and the council said no carts. They voted down Richard's every single time, and the same vote's 4-3, and it's Hartley, Stokes, Atfoot, and Banks versus Lee, Lindsay, and uh, Grizel. Every mm. single time, but they have voted. And sometimes I think Tory Martin would resubmit the contract. They changed like just a few words and claim, oh, this is a different contract. We don't No, it wasn't. But so after they voted it down, mm-hmm. he then declared an emergency, emergency yeah. and issued the emergency contract. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think it was not the emergency contract. I think it was the Richards contract that he vetoed their vote of no. Yeah. That was the, it was that the was richest the contract. They he vetoed their no and the vote. declaration of emergency. Yes, both of them. And he said, "I can veto it," and that got tied up in the court. Supreme Court ruled nine zero against the mayor. The trial court judge said it was specifically said the mayor is being nonsensical. Unquote. And so we go into the one year Richards contract. No new RFP was issued. One minute. Okay. Go ahead, Pete. No. Okay. So we go into the one-year period. So they they battle back and forth in court. And the, finally, the city council, after the they because Richard sued because they weren't getting paid because city council said we're not paying you. So they sued. They eventually settled that lawsuit, and then the Supreme Court ruled. And then hang on, now we're about to go to the break. Okay, but real quick. Okay. They settled that lawsuit to say. We will pay you for the work you've done, right. but we're not acknowledging the contract. Exactly. You've done the work. We're going to pay you for the work, but. Anyway, this is the Kingfish of JacksonJumbly.com. We're here with Pete Perry talking about the garbage mess, and we'll be right back. All right. This is the Kingfish of JacksonJumbly.com. Filling in for Kim Wade today. Like I said, he's out partying with um, Tucker Carlson over in Florida, having a good old time. So you may not see him back for a while. And who knows? Carlton may share some of that $40 million with him. If that happens, I don't think we'll see Kim coming back ever. Oh, no. All right. Now, a word from our sponsor. For the last 25 years, Frederick Sales and Service has sold and service Exmark. Yes, Exmark Mowers and Brandon. No one can match their selection, product knowledge, and quality of service when it comes to Exmark. They have the certifications to go with the claims and the experience that thousands of Exmark owners have come to trust. Right now, that means right now, you can buy an Exmark with 0% financing and, yes, that is an and, a conjunction, get a Visa gift card worth up to $500, 500 smackers, kabukis, whatever you want to call it, on the Exmark mower that fits your needs. So go buy Frederick Sales and Service. They're on the old Highway 471 in Brandon, downtown Brandon, by the by the railroad tracks. Phone number is 601 601- Eight two four zero zero seven four. That is Frederick Sales and Service and Brandon. And now back to what we're yapping about. Have Pete Perry in the house with us today. We're discussing the garbage mess. And like I said, that and you hear us. We've been cut covering this stuff, and we're still forgetting. You know, having to fill each other in on basic facts and stuff. So we're going to bring you up to speed and break down the whole garbage mess for you. So we go through all of last year. We get to the end of twenty two. Richard sued this sued the city council. City council didn't they didn't agree there was a contract, but they agreed to pay Richards for the work they'd done. 
The mayor lost at the Supreme Court 9-0 on his stupid, you know, when is a veto not a veto fight? So we move forward. Here comes, here comes April 1. We all know it's coming. Now, here's what, during that one year, here's what has not happened. Mayor did not issue another RFP. As time passed, those old, they got a proposals from Waste Management, got proposals from FCC and Richards. Now, here's the way they did the did the RFP. They require they put out four different options. You could have once a week service with or without carts, twice a week service with or without carts. Council and a lot of people, not everybody, like my friend here, but a lot of people made it clear they didn't want once a week service. They want twice a week. So the so the mayor said, "Okay, here's a twice a week." Here's where it get now here's where the squirrely stuff really starts. On the twice a week service with a 96 gallon garbage cart. Remember he's still pushing those garbage carts. Richard's disposal had the best score and the lowest price. Now, when it comes to these things, you don't just go by price alone. It's a good reason for that. You familiar with the term lowball? You know, you need to go get your transmission repaired in your car. You go to a couple of solid, you know, repair shops. They're going to quote you, let's just say four, five grand. All right, say for for quote you four grand, someone else quote you about the same. Then here comes your shade tree comes along. Oh, I can do that for tw- for two thousand. You know, blah blah blah. Well, why don't you hire the guy? Because you know he, he know you know you're going to get screwed somewhere. You know the price is going to go up somewhere. He's not going to use the right parts or inferior parts. I mean, you know the drill. And that's why you score these things. What's their record? What can they actually do the job? And Richards, frankly, has a bad history in New Orleans. They got run, they're getting run out of New Orleans right now. They got their service in Baton Rouge cut way back this year. You go online. There's a bunch of complaints about Richards. Am I right or wrong, Pete? The the record out of New Orleans is not good. They've no. Uh, the reason that they've given in New Orleans for the complaints where they're not picking up twice a week like they're supposed to, is that, and they only have a portion, a portion of New Orleans, they're three different companies that... Met, take, Metro and um, another three, one in... They're three yeah. companies, and they've got divided areas. Yeah. In Richard's area, they're getting complaints that they're not picking up on time, regularly, twice a week. Richard's has said it's because the other two companies are paying higher wages, and so they can't get enough employees. That may be because Richard's bid a low price where he can't pay the same price that the other two it's companies could. Balling. And so he is paying $12 an hour and the others are paying 18 or whatever, I think is what he said. And so that's why he can't get enough employees. Could be the same situation when you do it again if you bid low. But the but the RP process in Mississippi, a lot of people have questioned this, it is very specifically spelled out in statute. Pay attention, folks. Thirty-five percent can be awarded of the of the points can be awarded based on price. Then you can set the other criteria. They're all spelled out in the in the RFP. In Jackson's RFP, it said thirty-five percent would go to price. Then you had it twenty-five percent or thirty percent for experience, history, what goes with the records you have in other places. Ten percent went to the Equal opportunity business, equal business opportunity, which is the minority hiring mm-hmm. criteria that Jackson has. Which Richards didn't have to really follow because they're black-owned, correct? 
That is correct. They didn't really have to file it because they said they were there, but they did include a couple of subcontractors that they said would be there. Now, that's for black. You also have to have women. You also have to have Asian. Right. You also you you got all these other yeah. bits and pieces of that unless you get a waiver. Uh, one of the criteria, one of the subcontractors they, subcontractors they listed was an individual, I can't remember his name, that was going to do the IT work. Akil Bakari. Akil. That was going to get 6% of the contract. Expert professional yeah. services, I think. Yes. Who, I think, got paid for the city of Jacks for something he didn't do after he sued him because they wouldn't pay him. Yeah, they overpaid him by like a hundred grand For a contract he didn't have or something, yeah. yes. and he didn't request the money either. Um, and he has a bunch of airport contracts. Yeah. But the... Uh, so when you scored... Twice a week with carts, Richard's score, I believe, was like 81 and a decimal. Mm-hmm. When you scored twice a week without carts, waste management was 82 and a higher decimal, almost 83. So they scored higher there. When when the scoring was done, Richard's got a high score on both of them for price, but the third lowest score for all the other three or four criteria that were on the RFP. Uh, in the end, submitting the price, the proposal with carts was arguably something he could do, the mayor could do, because it was the lowest and best score. But once it was voted down, he wouldn't go back to the RFP and present another alternative from it because that would have required to go to the lowest and best score, which would well, have been waste and, management. And here's the thing, which, was, yeah, I mean – For no carts now, pay attention, no carts. Waste management had the best score, period. All right, for no carts. Twice twice a week, no carts. Now, here's where it got even more interesting. The mayor kept on saying, you see, and they tried to obfuscate it. Oh, price, price, price. They don't, you you never hear the mayor and his crowd discuss score, score, score. Because if you discuss score, then you get into the, well, waste management actually had the best score for no carts. It's you got to understand, folks. This has been all about the carts, and you have to ask yourself why. Well, the RFP statute says you go by score, not by price. Exactly. And so, to follow the statute, you go by the score. It was Richards did have the lowest and best score mm-hmm. for with carts. Without carts, they didn't have the best score, and so that's why there's two arguments about why the mayor stuck with carts. One is the question about whether the carts would be bought for. The other is he couldn't present Richards if he got away from carts because they didn't have the best score. Exactly. And it doesn't matter which one's right. Mm-hmm. Either way it is, I'm not going to go with waste now, management. And let me throw another wrinkle into this, okay? Here's what was not really reported in the media except for my side, of course, which was, let's just say, you want to do price only? Let's do price only, okay? Guess what? Let's just take the mayor's own, own argument in words. The Richards proposal without carts was $1.2 million a year cheaper than the one with carts. So if we're going to take the mayor's own words, his own logic, and I wish the city council that the block of the fearsome foursome had not, had bothered to try to point this out, much but let's let's take your way mayor let's go price only 
then let's do it without carts for $1.2 million. No, this was all about getting 96 million, making everybody buy a $96 million garbage cart. Oh, it's free. No, you know damn good and well the price is built in somewhere. It always is. 0% finance. I'm sorry, Mr. Sponsor, but it's always built in somewhere. The, the, Trust me. The council, and you know this. The council could not go the route that you wanted to the four because they cannot propose that we right. go with price only because that's against statute. And that's, and we'll get, how much time we got? All right, we need to take a break. This is the Kingfish of Jackson Jambalaya. Right, this is the Kingfish of JacksonJambalaya.com. Sitting in for Kim Wade today. He's off hanging out with Tucker somewhere, probably getting re-educated. So we may see him back. We may not. How would you like to have, like, not just two, but four hours of Clay Edwards every single day? Could you handle that? Could the Jackson metro area handle that? Could Matt handle it? <laughs> anyway, now for yet another word from a sponsor. Yes, they are actually brave enough to sponsor this stuff. So anyway, if you want the best health care, where do you go? The Mayo Clinic. If you want the best car for your vehicle, blah, care for your vehicle, where do you go? Mayo Auto Clinic in Raymond. Mayo Auto Clinic already knows your car or truck inside and out, foreign or domestic. Mayo Auto Clinic does diesel repair and programming. You can, that's right, can extend the life of your car or truck when you take it to the Mayo Auto Clinic in Raymond. For cost-effective repairs and maintenance, go to the best. Mayo Auto Clinic, Highway 18 in Raymond, open weekdays at 7 a.m., Learn more about the Mayo Auto Clinic at MayoAutoClinicMS.com. That's MayoAutoClinicMS.com. Didn't screw that one up too badly. Only two mistakes that time. Getting better. Yeah. All right, back to, back to the trash talk. All right, so we're back. So we get to the crucial part of this whole garbage dispute. It's, it's the damn carts. So Richards, the mayor's saying... They're they're cheaper. I, I can save you this much money if we if we do this. Well, it's not about the price. It's about the scoring, and we discussed why you go by scoring. And then you go through the ninety. Even if you're trying to save money, hey, guess what? It's one point two million dollars a year for Richards not to even do the carts. So we could save over the life of the damn contract if it was ten years. What twelve million dollars, Pete? If it was, 10 if years, it was, yeah. yeah. All right. So, of course, nobody asked the mayor. Hey, mayor, how about? You explain why we're not why you're not trying to go this route. Oh, because without carts, waste management had the best score. Ah, that's why. Remember, folks, it's all about buying the carts from a Detroit company. So then the mayor could have sat there and all right, we got this emergency contract going for free or whatever you want to call it. He could have said, Hey, look, we're now let's pick a permanent vendor. Instead, he did, or he could have issued a new RFP. Never did. Instead, what does he do? He waits till forty-eight hours for the emergency contract expires. What he's uh, excuse me, the emergency, his alleged emergency it's not contract. A contract. It's yeah, not I understand. A Whatever you want to call it. All right, the service, the Richards deal expires. Okay, on April first. Basically, no. What he did was take a gun. Pointed to the heads of the city citizens of Jackson, pull the trigger. I mean, pull, pull, you know, cock it. Put his hand finger on the trigger and say, "All right, do this, or else I'm going to pull the trigger and you won't have any garbage." Oh, all the while at the same time, blaming the city council for it. Of course, never mind. He's the one that waited to the last second to say, "Here you go." Instead, it's, it turns into, "I'm going to sit here and point a gun at you, cock it, and dare you to vote no because I'm going to pull the trigger." And he did pull the trigger. You know who did this kind of crap, Pete? Huey P. Long. 
That's the kind of. I mean, you know, you know what I'm about to say. The story when Huey wanted a brand new governor's mansion, his 50 year old one, whatever wasn't good enough for him. Legislature said, "Nope, we're not going to do that for you." Okay, so one day the legislature came to work, and overnight he'd had the whole thing demolished. They had to build him a new one. <laughs> this is the kind of crap you have in dictatorships. That's why Aaron Banks is starting to call him before he flipped a dictator, because that's what he did. There is a legitimate way to do this. Go through with the lowest and best bid, and he refused. But it's all were, about there, the garbage carts. There were, there were two or three legitimate ways to deal with it. Mm-hmm. When he issued the emergency contract that he issued mm-hmm. in April of 2022, the idea was that would give us time to be able to work out something for a long-term contract. Which he did not do. Uh, that, as the judge mentioned the other day in the courtroom, is strange that you can create your own emergencies, which he did by oh, by, 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 by waiting to the last minute last time. Mm-hmm. But then you have from two, from April 2022 to March 31st, 2023, that that contract could last, knowing it was going to expire on March 31st. He could have brought the Richards contract back in December. It could have been, would have probably been voted down again by the council, so he could have issued a new RFP. He has said publicly and privately that he couldn't do that because he had an outstanding RFP, he couldn't do that. No, if you've got a contract expending, ex- expiring, you always issue an RFP while it's expiring. Mm-hmm. There's no binding reason to not. He could have issued one in January, brought those results back, and had time between January and March because he said, well, it'll take 90 days if we do a contract in March. Well, he could have done it in January. Or he could have brought the second proposal from the RFP before waste management. There were plenty of alternatives, but instead waited till the 364th day of a 365-day contract and say, Eat it now, Mikey. You'll like it, even though you didn't like it a year ago. It's just the whole process was designed to say, we're going to give you the same contract again, mm-hmm. and now you got to vote for it or else there won't be garbage pickup. And that's exactly what happened. And then he got accused of letting the one Republican on the council control the three black Democrats because of the racism of the one Republican. I mean, I was watching that press conference that day or whatever that, no, that it mob, wasn't a press conference. No, that mob, mob scene they had. It that was a, a mob conference. scene yeah. at the city council, okay? That was a mob scene. And that idiot Jackson advocate, well, he's not even a reporter. He's just a Jackson advocate employee or whatever he is, all right? He's too stupid to be a reporter. And he sits there starts asking, you know, how come the three black ones are following foot? You know what I found that to be? I found that to be an example of internalized white supremacy. Because I see the three black councilmen and the one white Republican on there. I don't think that they're following. I think it may be the the white Republican is following three black Democrats, okay? So if he's thinking that... You know what he's done? He has internalized white supremacy within himself. Maybe there is something to that after all. He I, needs to go look in the mirror and check his own self. I agree, but I want to <laughs> diverge for just a second. You think it's possible to be, you yourself, I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. you think it's possible to be too stupid to be a reporter? But I'll just define myself. Hey, I can I, do it, and, I'm, I not, just, and uh, I'm not accused of being bright, okay? Well, so I don't just, worry, you know. <laughs> but, but no, for him to sit there and blame the three black Democrats on the council, for following the one white Republican and the mayor allowing it to happen ignores the whole concept. It's the Jackson advocate, okay? What do you expect? Yeah, but it ignores the whole concept. He could probably barely read and write yeah. anyway. 
that guy. I mean, he was. So, I mean, just I would watch that guy thinking, really, really, okay. But but I've that's so, not even good race baiting. But I've seen on all the other so you know, one of my good friends, an attorney here in town, good Democrat, responsible for the Siemens contract, talking about you know, first th- and second Samuel. <laughs> think that the Aaron Banks switched. You know, well, no, there's nothing that says. The mayor is supposed to have everybody else had to vote for him. You might as well just say, let's disband the council if you just got to follow whatever the mayor says. I think he'd says. like to. I think he would. But, you know, the council has a role. The executive has the role to bring things to the council. The council has a role to vote. And then the executive still has to ex- and, execute. And they made it clear, we don't want carts, so bring us an option without carts. So yeah. here's where it got even more screwy. He, said, he says, well, I contacted the three vendors. And two of them said they either can't match the price or they're withdrawing their bid. So we're stuck with Richards. But if you read Richards' response, what did they say? They said, we're reserving our right under the contracts. They were very squirrely about it. What they were saying, in effect, was that contract allows us to raise prices, which they have gone up for us. Labor and fuel costs have gone up since this. Our, we submitted our, our proposal. So if we do this, they're, they're, if you read between the lines, they're raising their prices. Mm-hmm. Now, Tory Martin would argue, yeah, but they can't raise them until next year. They're still going up. Yeah. Now, At the max. Now, you bring up Tory Martin brings up a whole other issue. Oh, boy. <laughs> For three years now, when this contract's been coming to the city council, everything else that's proposed to the city council from the mayor mm-hmm. is generally proposed by the department head. The department head brings it, talks, explains it, answers questions of the council. In this one case... It's being done by the city attorney who's supposed to represent the city, both the mayor and the council. It's not being brought by the public works director, not the one we had before or before or before. You know, why is the attorney being the one bringing this one proposal when her role is to sit there and answer legal questions, not to promote a specific issue? Now, and now here's here's the question, folks, you should be asking, okay, which is, we we have this contract for a year. Like it or love it, take it or leave it, we've, we've got the contract for a year. So is the mayor going to issue a new RFP for garbage service or not? Because, you know, two of the vendors have pretty much said we can't honor the 20, 20, uh, 22 bids. So does he? Now, street committee told me the other day, one of the council members that votes on his side told one of the TV stations last week, APT, I think it was, said, you know, I think, you know, within the year we all do a new RFP. Caught hell from the mayor for it. Caught major hell from the mayor for it, supposedly. Hmm. We'll see. How would you have handled once once the um, garbage collection stopped, what would you have done? Once the garbage collection stopped on the 1st of August, uh, 1st of April? April, yeah. I would have done exactly what the four council members were doing then, say, bring us another proposal. We don't want this one. When when he refused to do it, I would have pushed harder in that court case they had with the chancellor who was trying to say he wanted out of here. <laughs> you beg, think? Begging people to say, file whatever kind of motion Rid it is. Rid of mandamus. To, no. He asked why and file, somebody filing a motion to drop the whole case. He, asked he, that, he also asked about he, Rid of mandamus. He okay. asked why they didn't file a Rid of mandamus, yeah. but he also said that we're not supposed to be here and we have no purpose being here. But I would have pushed that and said, Somebody take authority to pick up the garbage because the mayor's not doing it. Uh, you know, um, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't have turned around and given another one-year emergency contract because we did that already, be it a contract or not. Mm-hmm. We had Richard for a year, and the executive branch did nothing during that year's time until the last day to solve it. We can be in the same shape. A year from right now, there's nothing to say we can't 11, be there. Uh, a year 11 months from tomorrow, we'll and be there at the, the same place. should be asked, the media should be asking, is why is the mayor pushing so hard for 96-gallon carts? That's what this is all about, 96-gallon carts. How can we get there? Why do I want, Why does he want to give this business so bad to a Detroit and, and, and And at the same time, say we're going to require two hoppers on every truck because we want to make a utility service a jobs program. Yeah. You know. When he were putting the RFP that every hopper... Oh, mention the trucks real quick. The, the, uh, the diesel versus the yeah, natural gas. real quick. Okay. But, but he put two hoppers on every truck in the RFP, even though you don't do that with, with carts. One other issue is six years ago, when Waste Manager, seven years, when Waste Manager got, got that contract, they... Ten years. I, I don't think so. Okay, go on. They put in there that they needed to be natural gas because they want to be environmental friendly. So they, upgrade, so they upgraded all their trucks to natural gas, which are cheaper to operate but a lot more expensive to buy on the front end. Mm-hmm. Richards in this project, in this RFP did not have to use natural gas. They used in diesel trucks. Mm-hmm. Even oh, yeah. though even though waste management was bidding based on natural gas trucks because that's what they were required to have when their previous contract. All right. All right, this is Kingfish dot com. We'll be right back. This is Kingfish dot com. And Kim Wade is gone today, so Pete Perry and I are sitting here talking about trash. Yes, we're trash talking. Not like Michael Jordan or Larry Bird, of course, but we're trash talking. Anyway, so Pete, you were wrapping up a uh, last segment. It was about you know, the 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 last RFP that waste management won, they had to have go get natural gas trucks. Cheaper to operate, but costs more upfront to purchase. They didn't have that requirement this time, so you know, waste management it has this. They have to include the cost of their trucks in the bid they're using. Well, guess what? Everybody else didn't have to do that. So, just throwing that out there. So, here we are right now, which is we have service for a year. We might or may not get a new RFP in the next year. There's no guarantee that we won't be back here again in a year. I mean, and frankly, the the contract expired actually what three years ago. We're like, we've done like three RFPs now. Contract expired three years ago, yes. Yeah. I mean, we've been out with a permanent garbage contract for three years. I mean, we I think keep it, on uh, doing this ad hoc crap. It expired three years ago. That contract they had at the time had yearly extensions that could be applied to it, and so they applied one of those yearly extensions, yeah. and and so then it expired two years ago. And then, again. And then yeah. we've had our current, you know, fun and stuff. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just been something else. So, you know. Like I said, there's no guarantee we won't be here a year from now. And when they start talking about this price, 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 start, you know, you need to be asking score, score, score. And why do they want to sell you? Why do they want to make you buy a 96-gallon cart when it's not needed so badly? Not to mention, you know, like I bought one of those toters from Home Depot. I mean, they're like $85, $95. A lot of people on my street did, you know, so the city's telling you, you know what? You went and spent 100 bucks for nothing, 200 bucks for nothing. Tough luck. Well, and... They're, they're going to restrict you to what you can put in that yeah. container. Yeah. Uh, they're saying now, well, that's what the contract says, but we're not going to make you use it if you want to not use a con- one. But that's not what the contract says. You mm-hmm. could do it the other way and say, okay, let's not require carts, but anybody that wants to, 
can have a cart. Yeah. We'll give you a cart, and then waste, uh, the the vendor could use those carts to load it. You could reverse it, then say rather than say we're going to require them, but let you off. You could do yeah. it the other way and say nobody has to have a cart, but if you want one, we'll give you I mean, one. No, starting out, I'd have bought one. Yeah, for those prices, you know, add to your bill every month. You know, yeah. I mean, shoot you. All right, this is Kingfish JacksonJumbly.com. We're headed to the long break. We'll be back at five oh seven. All right, this is the Kingfish of JacksonJumbly.com, and I am sitting in for for your regular host, Kim Wade. He is off at re-education camp with Tucker Carlson and some other near-do-wells, and before you know it, he'll be doing podcasts for the Bulwark and screaming against Trump, just like they do. Anyway, got Pete Perry in the house with us. We've been yapping about the garbage contract, all the trash talk you could have possibly wanted over the last hour. going to switch up a little bit, but first, a busy day in the news today. We had... Marshawn Chrysler, former interim sheriff, and he's currently running against Tyrone, not, duh, Tyree, Tyree Jones, the current sheriff, for a rematch. Losing by 5,000 votes wasn't enough. He wants to go for 10,000. So, But, you know, I think that actually might be achievable after getting indicted today for selling, allegedly, ammo to a convicted felon, along with someone else who has sold a firearm to that convicted felon, and supposedly selling favorable special treatment to prisoners at the jail to their families. Oh, yeah. What a country. What a country. Anyway, um, that was the main story in Jackson Jambalaya today. Also covered the sentencing of John Dowdy III. His father was the MBN director. Now, he kind of resigned in disgrace. Uh, the detail, I won't go into the details, but basically he's trying to claim he was a law enforcement officer when he wasn't and trying to take what was it, Pete, time or something like that away from state employees. I mean, you know, this is auditor stuff, and we're not going to get into auditor stuff right now. So having said that, so his son was, he got picked up. He was like 25 a couple of years ago in Byram trying to use a phony prescription or pick up someone's narcotics for him at the pharmacy, got busted for that, got a sweet deal. DA's office said he got pretrial, expungement, all that good stuff. Didn't learn his lesson, got busted in Ridgeland. Couple a year or two ago, 200, 200 grams of meth, forty dosage units of something else, weed. I mean, you know, he's you know drug dealing, and so he got caught with his and his uncle was I think indicted too, so he pleaded guilty this week. Had a nice hearing, so play this clip first. It's only thirty seconds, guys. This is former NBN director John Dowdy when he was director. When epidemic breaks every stereotype. What we've done is create a society of sissies. And there is a pill for everything. NBN director John Dowdy. What we've done is create a society of sissies. Yeah, okay, so that was his attitude when he was director, man. If You know, you went through a tough surgery. And I was at the medical board, by the way, watching them redo their opioid uh, regulations. And he was up there, you know, you didn't need surgery. You had a hip replacement surgery. Well, you didn't need those pain pills after 10 days, all right? You... Need to suck it up, your sissy. Yeah, tell that to someone who goes and gets lower hernia surgery. Let me tell you something that don't feel too good. Have you had that one, Pete? Nope. You don't want it. <laughs> oh yeah, move the mic up to your face instead of across the room. Okay. <laughs> I planning on saying anything. Oh, okay. That that'd be a first. You ask a question. Anyway, so what happens is, Dowdy is like, you know, you need to suck it up, your sissy, and he was known as a hard liner. Now. 
since he resigned from NBN, he's prosecuting down in Pike County for the DA down there. So his son, Junior, no, the third, I can't call him Junior, he's actually a third. He winds up in Madison County Circuit Court this week before Judge Bradley Mills, and he he pleaded guilty to a count of, of um, possessing meth between 10 and 30 grams. He knocked that down, then conspiracy to sell, distribute, traffic, all that stuff. So he's looking anywhere from five to 30 years on this stuff. Now, remember, this is before you think, oh, that's horrible. It's only 25% crime. These these types of charges, they serve 25% and usually go home. So just keep that in mind, too. That 30 is really, what, eight years or so? Seven. Seven, between seven and eight, yeah. So then, the, then his dad, the director, gets up there and, oh, my gosh, starts bawling his eyes out before the judge. You know, about he starts begging him, please don't send him to parchment. Please don't send him to prison. We've talked to some sheriffs, and if the court orders it, they're willing to take him on as a trustee. I talked to those same sheriffs, and they said they'll take it. At, there's a court order, but not a, without a court order. But he wants to get him as a trustee. You know what a trustee is. They get the special, you know, they can go off site sometimes. Mama gets to bring him cooking every weekend, <laughs> you know. As Ross said, if you can't trust a trustee, who, who can, can you, you trust? trust? Exactly. <laughs> you want to tell that story about him in the plane later? Well, if, if I'll have to think about it. Yeah. Think about it. You know, I'll hit, you, I'll hit you up in the second hour again, in the second half hour when we're discussing why you should take the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Calm down, Kim. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so he just starts bawling his eyes out, you know, about how he doesn't want his son going to, to Parchment or to MDOC because I put a lot of people away and I don't want anything happening to my son, you know, because of that, you know. Well, when's the last time you ever heard of a cop being assaulted or beaten or killed in prison here in Mississippi. You know why you haven't? Because they have special rules, guidelines, policies, provisions, whatever you want to call it. They don't put them with general population where they're going. that's going to happen. They're not stupid. Well, who knows, but not brain dead. But that's what they do with these guys. I mean, when they get these kinds of prisoners in, they have their own place for them. They send them to certain prisons, okay? That's why you never hear of anything. But here's Dowdy sitting there crying his eyes out. Please go easy, my boy. Make him a trustee. That's right. Give him special treatment, please. How about all the damn times that he was sitting there, either as a prosecutor, NBN director, and his boys were sitting there going against families in court, begging for the same thing, you know, wonder what his response and his employee's response was. Oh, no, we have to follow the law, Judge. You know, but when it's his kid in there, go ahead. He is a prosecutor right now in Pike, in Pike County. Yeah. If he has a case come up next week in Pike County mm-hmm. of a drug dealer, is he going to sit there when their parent, when their well, parent. Yeah, when mama gets up there. When mom and daddy gets up there and says, please don't, is he going to argue the other side? That's a damn good question. Or is he going to. All of a sudden, from now on forward, going to say, yes, Judge, you ought to let him off I think you know the answer to your question. I know the answer. I'm just wondering. I want to see what they do in Pike County with, with, you know, how they approach this. So my friends at the Magnolia, I mean, at the um, Magnolia and Macomb paper down there, you might want to go start paying attention down there because it would be. And yeah, I do have some friends there, by the way. You might want to, I might just call them up, actually. (laughs) You might want to go go check out and see what he does down there from now on, especially when he's the one in court trying sentencing the drug dealers. I mean, it, it was just really interesting to watch. So, um, and by the way, if you get a chance, yes, I'm about to plug a competitor. 
get a chance. Um, Joe Rogan had a great guest last weekend, and guess who it was? The king himself, Ric Flair. You might have heard of him, Pete. No. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, yes, and let me tell you, it was just three, three, three hours of you-know-what-to-the-wall stories. It was hilarious. It was great. This, guess what? Yeah, Cliff just came back in the room. I said, Rogan just had this past weekend Ric Flair on his show. Woo, Woo yeah. It was great to listen to, man. It was like a step back in time. He started telling the story after story. I mean, he was. it was just great. Guess what made the scariest, most scared he ever was in his career? When he had to wrestle in North Korea. And that was back like in the 70s, he said. I think he wrestled against that guy, Inoki, the one who kicked the you-know-what out of Ali. Never would, never would. Yeah, one time Ali took on a uh, Japanese wrestler, and the wrestler was like the MMA guys. He never got off the ground, just just kicked the stew out of his legs the whole time. I mean, he couldn't fight for a while, yeah. But he, he was in North Korea. So about when you arrive in North Korea, they immediately take your passport. And just everything's different. They keep everybody at separate hotels. I mean, he's, he said that's the most scary he's ever been <laughs> as a wrestler. Yeah. But anyway, if you get a chance, folks, listen to that. Anyway, call in number is 601-879-0002. That's 879-0002. Also, one case I've been covering, also in Jackson Jambalaya, we had a few weeks ago. Um, I've been covering the Martis case. That's where this um, Flowood businessman allegedly, back in early October, went to dinner at McLean's. Him, his wife, they ran to the couple they knew pretty well, had dinner with them there, and they sit there and have their dinner and their drinks and all that stuff. And apparently the couple got into a fight. The Martises, they leave. And when he, and he winds up allegedly beating the heck out of her when they got home, on the way home, Flowood police charged him with aggravated domestic violence. I went to the initial appearance, the preliminary hearings, and the Flowood detective testified he saw the video cameras in the driveway, showed him like dragging her out by her hair across the driveway. Her injuries wound up being fractured ankle, shoulder, two broken ribs, lacerated liver, you heard that correctly, bruises all over, fractured cheekbones. I mean, this was a this was some serious stuff. And he was indicted in early December, and it was so funny because everybody on my website was saying, a lot of people were saying, oh, DA, they're going, they're, the good old boys in Rankin County going to sweep this one under the rug. No, they're not, actually. In fact, over here, some restaurant around the corner here in Flora, um, a deputy, Piku's son, actually, saw them dining in a few weeks, about a month or so ago, and turned them in. You know, when he talked to the DA, like a few weeks later, said, hey, by the way, so they did some investigating, and they filed a motion to revoke his bond because there was a, obviously no contact order, and he was not supposed to talk to his I mean, no contact whatsoever through his wife. And so they wound up having a revocation hearing, and, and let me tell you something. That was, a, that was an eye-opener. I mean, it was just the way that this whole thing just transpired because the wife got up there and talked about it was her fault that she tried to accept the entire blame. In fact, she denied anything even happened. She said flat out that, guess what? They got in a wreck on the way home, and she got her injuries because she hit the dashboard. Didn't explain all those injuries, by the way. And then she, it was just, it was just, you couldn't believe what you hear. It was, what kept, started going through my mind was Heather Spencer, Heather Spencer all over again. That's what this was. And she had flirted with this friend at the table, and he got mad because his feelings were hurt, you know, and, 
But then you keep on remembering, oh, yeah, the flow detective said he watched the video and here's what he saw in the video, which was someone pretty, being pretty damn you know, physically abusive to his wife. That's what he did. And then while he's in jail, what does he do, Pete? He sits there and calls his, you know, starts passing messages to his wife when he's calling his daughter on the jail jail phone, which was really dumb because if there's one thing every damn crook in jail knows, pretty much it's they monitor the phone calls in jail, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So he was like passing one message, hey, tell mom to get her testimony ready for for Monday's hearing or something like that. You know, he said, he said tell her to get her speech ready, I think. So, man, they sit there and have the, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to take him. Chris, hang on one second. So it's just been seeing someone get up there and try to excuse everything when you got evidence to the contrary, you got medical reports. I mean, you've got detectives that saw the video. You've got the video. I mean, it's just, it, it it's, you know, and you guys are now, nobody's accusing the DA of trying to sweep this under the rug anymore. Thank goodness. And I can tell you something. These guys want to prosecute the guy. He's not going to get a break. He's not going to get something easy. And he's sitting in jail right now with his bond revoked. Hearing was postponed until October. And, yeah, I've caught some hell for that, but oh well. You know, Heather Spencer. Anyway, Chris, go ahead. Christopher, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How you doing, Kingfish and Pete? All right. Thanks for calling. What, what did we one. get wrong? Go ahead. No, you didn't get that wrong. I just got one question. Sure. I see y'all fellow, one of, well, I ain't going to say y'all because y'all ain't 103.9. just substituting today. But he made a post yesterday saying God's country, things are done right, something like that. Wait, wait, who, right said, wait who said that? Oh, that would be Clay Elvis. No, talking about things done right because the political leaders over there right kind of does things right. I got one question. I know they're building everything in Rocket County, but why they ain't building a homeless shelter in Rocket County yet? I have no idea. <laughs> Pete, I you mean, want to take a crack at that one? Crack it, yeah. I mean, your question is, why aren't they building homeless shelters in Rankin County? Well, they haven't built one. They're building everything else. They're building new restaurants. They're building new lists and new lists. But why not build something that can help people who need help? No, yeah, I mean, it, well, one, one, thought, one, one, wait, hold on, Pete. Sorry, when you're talking, I'm sorry, Pete. When you're talking about involves private money, which is restaurants, et cetera, so you're talking about really government doing it. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, I think Jackson over the last year or two has taken lots of their ARPA money and are converting a lot of empty buildings, a lot of empty hotels, and whatever into homeless shelters. And so we are using tax dollars and building homeless shelters. From what I've read, I'm not involved. I don't know about it, but I know two or three hotels I've read that they have converted into homeless shelters, and 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 some hotels that were still operating that they're paying them to to house homeless. Yeah, then we had some that were operating not as well. Let's just say illegal homeless shelters, shall we say? And uh, I tell you what, J- Judge Jeff Reynolds, municipal court judge, he's kind of turned to like little Mary Hawkins Butler with those with those things. He's been tearing. Yeah, I'm just saying though. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like you no, know, they're trying to make like that on a no, uh, on a, no, like God on a Washington record counter because they political leaders. I mean, like this kind of run it. Like, well, you'll, I mean, you'll God have to call Clay Show and ask him that. He, he comes on tomorrow. Down. What seven to nine? I mean, that's his question. Call him and ask him. Well, what 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 are they built in? What are you talking about that they built in Rankin County? Well, I'm talking about the new restaurants. They also building the new hospital over there for our That's private money. That's that's private money. There's uh, they can build what. That's true, but that's what I'm saying. How come the county itself ain't building no homeless? Well, the county's the county's not building restaurants either. That's that's my point. So why they why my thing is this: 
They like to say Rankin County is God country. Like, God on a watch okay. over. But, uh, but Chris, uh, my, my, my question to you is, why don't like you this? just call Clay and ask him tomorrow that why, question? Why is it the role of the county to build a homeless shelter? Just like it's not the role of a county to build a restaurant. Well, I mean, they need help. Why not help people need help? That's the Christian thing to do, right? So yeah. they like to say they're Christians and all that. I just, I just think you ought to call Clay tomorrow and ask him. He's the one that made the comment, not me. Now, okay, back to the Jackson deal. Okay. No, hey, I gotta let. Okay, I gotta let you go because we're going to a break and we have a caller holding. So, anyway, okay. thank you very much, Chris, and feel free to call back and call Clay tomorrow and ask him. I'm sure he'd love to just have it out with you. Anyway, we'll be right back. All right, this is Kingfish of JacksonJumbalaya.com. I'm sitting in for Kim Wade today. Pete Perry is just bouncing around over here also. And But first, a word from our sponsor, Rapid Tire. Are you headed off to the big game or planning your next hunting adventure? Start the trip off right with a stop by Rapid Tire Exchange. We have a full selection of WeatherTech mats. They also have a large selection of Retrax bed covers. If you're looking for added, yes, added cargo space, they also have a full line of Kurt cargo baskets. We are also your one-stop shop for all ATV slash UTV accessories from wheels, tires, winches, lifts, and lights. They have it all. Visit Rapid Tire Exchange today at 953 Highway 80 East in Clinton, across from the Walmart, or on the web at www.rapidtire. There's no X in here? Okay. Okay. Rapid Tire I'm going to have to spell it out. Rapid, okay, www.rapidtireechange.com. All right, that's rapidtireechange.com. Sorry, that just kind of threw me off. I expected an X there, wasn't there, didn't know, so I apologize to Rapid Tire Exchange. Just get your, you know, they're good guys, they're good people. Get your stuff from them. They're good fellas, okay? They're good, yeah, they're good fellas. <laughs> So you messed up on I this. Did, I didn't write that. E-E-E-X. What does it say? Read it. Uh, that's Kim Wade. E-J. Kim, learn how to spell. See, that's what happens when you go to Chicago school. See what happens? All right, we have someone on the line wanting to yap about the homeless. Why are we taking Clay Edwards' topics? I mean, My friend Kingfish, how you I, know, I know that Clay Edwards is more interested than me. I get it, but come on now. Have some respect. Go ahead. Hey, King, this is me, Derek. Um, I'll answer that stupid question he asked because he already he asked before on Clay's show because we don't want it. That's why. <laughs> I, I live at Reservoir East. We don't want it for the same reason that we didn't want a truck stop, right, at the four-way stop of uh, Hollybush and 25 because we didn't want the riffraff there. Listen, man. You know, y'all, used, y'all did used to have truck stops out there. What's that? Y'all used to have truck stops out there. No, we well, it got shut down real fast. It, no, it no, 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 no. Long time ago, y'all did seriously. Yeah, but what I'm saying is this: money goes where it's comfortable. If you're a hardworking upper middle class American or middle class American, you don't want that stuff there. You're already taxing us um, to hell and back just to pay for um, something for nothing programs like Medicaid and Medicare and things like that. So we do we we don't we don't build them because we don't want them there. Nobody wants their property taxes to go down. I mean, their, their property values go down. Nobody wants to look at it and see some stinking bum who sucks with money, right, mm-hmm. bringing down their neighborhood. And so, I don't know what's happened. Right in there. The... You know, this something for nothing 
oh, we all should help everybody stuff is nonsense. And by the way, do you drive around Jackson much or North Jackson much? What's that? Do you drive around North Jackson much? I do. Have you noticed something about the, you know, let's just say the resident, residentially challenged people who've been um, running around lately? Have you noticed something about them? Yeah, I noticed they don't have that in their in their, their neighborhoods, do they? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. They're, I'm seeing them more than ever, aren't you, Pete? Yeah. But have you noticed you're not seeing, used to be you could look at them and tell they were drug addicts, nut jobs. Looks like I'm seeing a lot more physically able people doing it. Have huh. you noticed that? Yeah, I did, I did notice. Mm-hmm. Inter- interesting. Yeah. So, listen, man, you know, you're already, people People like you with that nonsense are already taxing us to hell and back on our paychecks mm-hmm. to pay for something for nothing programs. Why in the world would we, we want to just bring you into our neighborhood that we're paying, um, you know, after Wazoo for mortgages and things like that? We do that so we don't have to live next to you. Sir. Oh, speaking of mortgages, you see what the Biden administration's doing, their new rule? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Oh man, in case you don't know, folks, the FHA, I think it is, they're rolling out a new rule where if you've got great credit, used to be okay. The way the mortgage business works is the people with worse credit they pay more in fees and more and and higher, and they get bumps to their rates because you're a riskier and thus costlier loan. And there are reasons for that. One of the main reasons why, like Trustmark, for example, back in '08, they were doing subprime mortgages, Fannie Mae mortgages too. But you know why they didn't get burned on it? Because they were actually pricing for the risk. You weren't getting that low rate. You were getting like a two a rate that was like two or three points higher. See what I mean? So yeah. it was built into it. Now, what they're trying to do is in reverse now. They're trying to make it a lot cheaper for the ones who have the bad credit and sock it to the ones with the great credit. No, what, how could this possibly go wrong? How could this possibly go wrong? Huh, you know? it, it can implode like it did before. But again, uh, yeah. I digress. Selling people homes that they truly cannot afford. And the, well, and, the, and what happened with that? You gave all, the, and that's how BlackRock and all and Vanguard got all those homes to begin with. Okay, so let's put some more in foreclosure. Eventually, here we go. So. And that's how all the banks got bailed out because of doing risky there things like that. There you go. That. You're learning. Well, hey, uh, King, Kingfish, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Appreciate but it. But again, when somebody asks you that stupid question, the answer is because we don't want it there. That's why. Mm-hmm. And if you see what they've done to downtown because of all the. All the shelters that are littered along Gatlin Street, you'll understand why. Oh, yeah. And I tell you, and now I'm going to switch subjects to something Pete likes to talk about, too, which is everybody's favorite bill. Thank you very much, Derek. Yeah. Um, everybody's favorite bill, HB 1020. Um, HB 1020 finally came out of the legislature, was signed by the governor. Brief rundown. You didn't have so much of some of the, tough, I guess for lack of a better word, tougher restrictions or not the restrictions. What's the word I'm looking for, Pete? Um, proposals. So you have, I think it's what three appointed judges there for another three years. Did does it elect an, eventually elect another circuit judge or not? Does that one? No. It's, okay. Well, that's open ended. They're saying that when they do the judicial redistricting in 2025, they're going to look at the caseload that's there. And if Hines County's caseload deserves it, they would add another circuit judge being a fifth. Right. Which is what they would do without 1020. That's just including the 1020 bill. Right. The truth of the matter is Hines County's caseload would not justify the other judge if the judges would just go ahead and clear the docket. Right now in Hines County, it is the defense lawyer's mecca because you just keep filing for continuances and continuances. 
and the cases don't get done, and so it builds up a caseload mm-hmm. because the cases aren't being tried. We've had the rocket docket judges that got put in back in the 2000s. We first got them after Katrina for two years. Well, the jet, the jet docket. The jet docket, jet but it re- really wasn't because of Katrina. It was because. Well, the, the funding was. The funding was, but, I mean, it's, we've just continued to have appointed judges in Hines County to help clear the docket. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to get three more appointed judges. We had three appointed judges two months ago. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a continuation of the same same process. But it did add additional prosecutors. It did add two. additional public. Who the, the AG appoints those two. Well, but now, but we also gave more money to the DA. Correct. And we gave money to the public defenders. Well, I'm, I'm, you're right. And so, I mean, so we got, we got additional help going, mm-hmm. which the DA asked for and the public defenders asked for, and that money was given to them for addition. Just like it was additional money was given last year, now so, more additional money is So being the given. nutshell is you get these rocket docket judges, special appointed judges by the chief justice for like, what, two or three more years? Three years. Three years. Then you get two more prosecutors for the DA's office. Yeah. And I think you get another spe- – but they also create the equivalent of a municipal court – now, this is like Jackson Municipal or Justice Court, except unlike Justice, they have to be a real lawyer. It's like a Jackson Municipal Court. Yeah, no GED guys, thank goodness. Yeah. And they have their own prosecutor appointed by the AG, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Okay, but that is kind of within the how a minute, how a city works anyway. That's, You're that's, not taking away rights to vote here. It's, a, okay? it's, initial, it's, a, it's for initial appearances uh-huh. and all those things. The municipal judges right now, in every community in Hines County and in the state are, are appointed. appointed. Are appointed. Now, it also expands the capital, the, the capital Police. Their primary jurisdiction in the CCID expands CCID to Northside Drive, east to the Pearl, and then south to I-20, if I'm not mistaken. Some of it goes south of I-20. You're right. It even goes because— Yeah, like Bishop Crudup's church. Because the church on the south side— All right, we're going to the yeah. break right now. This yeah. is Kingfish— and we will be right back. JacksonJumbly.com. We're about to go into the home stretch, so have Pete Perry in the house with us. We've been talking trash. We moved on to 1020. We got, I think, the basics of 1020 worked out. The new district is going to expand up the Northside Drive, east of the Pearl River, down south to mostly I-20, although there's a few pockets where it goes a little south, right, Bishop Crudup? And then it goes, what's the western, to the railroad tracks where? Excuse me, I'm busy filling out a warrant from your assault on Cliff a few minutes ago. And that was a battery, uh, I'd mind. I mean, I did, uh, that was a battery. Yeah. I, 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 Actually, that, was a, that could have been an aggravated assault. I've got to finish out this paperwork because being Come a on, witness. Do, do your Ric Flair acting. Come being, on. Being a witness to your <laughs> assault and battery on him, I've got to worry about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, in case you're wondering, folks, I missed the basket with the empty water bottle and hit him in the head. So Missed. missed. You if really you, think I can aim that good on purpose? If you think if you think that's a miss, it's a ten foot direction difference. I mean, that's you, you, Cliff. You need to do a better job of selling the injury. Okay, that's what Rick. That's what he was so good. at. You got to sell the injury. Go ahead. Anyway, the the it expands it to the west. The 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 lines generally went down Livingston Road. It's a little bit to the west of there. It goes south, includes Battlefield Park. It includes some areas down off Terry Road. Those aren't white areas. The interesting part about it was whoa that that a lot of the legislators that were <laughs> complaining against it were asking for their area to be included. A lot of the Jackson area legislators oh. that were asking 
privately for their ear to be included in it, mm-hmm. even though they were complaining about it overall. Remember, folks, we were talking about Daddy earlier about, oh, you're a sissy, but, oh, when it's his kid, the same crap all over again, all right? And the little secret, not so secret, about this whole bill was how many black caucus members, yes, black caucus members, were sitting there in private. They would tell you, right, Senator Horn? They would sit there and tell you in private, oh, I'm all for this. We need this. We need this, okay? Blah, blah, it's blah. It's not just the black caucus just like David Blunt was doing the same thing oh, on yeah. the utility district, was all for it until it came up in the legislature. But they'll so. get out there on the floor, yap like crazy, and probably going, I need this. Can you please, and then Crudup did this, can you put my church in this area, please? You, and they make, did. Make sure you clear this son of the bishop that's a legislator. That's right. Yes. That's right. You yeah. know, so when you're hearing all these, and they're all saying, we were never told about this. Let me tell you something. Two weeks before the bill passed, Philip Gunn and the House leadership held a two-and-a-half-hour meeting with the whole House Black Caucus and went over the bill. What are your concerns? What would you like us to do? And they went back and forth. And even Zakia was starting to come along a little bit. And and, and that's why I saw Earl Banks kind of moderating something. And, and the issue is— But you didn't hear that. This just adds more police to the area because they're going to the Capitol Police. Right now, the city of Jackson, JPD, is down to 125 or so officers. They're supposed patrol to be officers, at, yeah. Patrol officers. They're supposed to be at 400. They can't hire them. They keep on. They put the money in the budget, but then they don't hire them. They use the money for other things like settling oh, wait. ethics claims. And, I, and that's in the audits, folks. And when yours truly here reported that on the website, would the mayor say? He just said, oh, it's misinformation. He never actually tried out any numbers, brought out a but, CFO or anything. It's, you know. But if he's telling the truth here, if JPD does not have the officers, this just puts more officers there. Right. And the question is, they want those office that money just to be given to Jackson to pay for them to hire it. But we don't do that for any other city. The state does not put money into any other city's budgets to hire people like that. This was designed around this area. It's supposed to help patrolling the area the i don't people, think they have the, jsu too don't they jsu has its own forward but the jsu jsu was included in the ccid yeah. previously so it's it's included it just mm-hmm. expands past there now the question is why is it a racial issue for the NAACP to file the lawsuit saying that policing is racial i mean this is you know i got a guy working in my house right now doing some carpenter mm-hmm. work that when he first started, didn't show up for four or five days. And it's because Capitol Police arrested him. He had some outstanding warrants, and they put him in jail for four days. He's white. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't bother to look and say what color he was when they put him in jail because of his outstanding warrants. You know, and, you know, they're going to stop anybody that's doing something wrong in the district. I was getting some barbecue Saturday at your uh, favorite Exxon station over there in yeah. Northside Drive. And you know, they're all sitting there saying, <laughs> we. Hey, if they all want to hang out here, we'd like to have more police yeah, here. Get police. If we want to have donuts and they want to come here and eat the donuts mm-hmm. and stuff, hey, yeah. fine with us. Thanks, Sylvia. Yeah, Sylvia. How you doing? Sylvia. Hello, you guys. Hello. How's everybody doing? Pretty good, thank you. That's good. I just wanted to comment on the bill 1020. I am very pleased that the governor signed it. I am very pleased that the Capitol Police are helping the Jackson PD because I'm out and about now. And what I see, I see more JPD officers. They've become a tad bit more uh, visible. Not just a tad, they are. And Capitol Police, they're very visible. 
and it's just I feel a little safer when I'm out there driving because I drive at all various times. Most of the time it's at night, and when someone goes by me, I always say, if I need them, they're right there, and they don't congregate the this Capitol uh, Police, and I just greatly appreciate them for helping JPD, and I, as I said, I'm very pleased that the governor signed it. And as for the NAACP, my prayer is that they lose because it has nothing to do with race. And I'm so tired of people always talking about race. Sometimes you might not be the individual that they like, and it has nothing to do with your race. Right, Pete, you want to say something? So, yeah. Just as a shout-out to the Capitol Police. I had, yes. I had, I had an occasion. I went down to JPD to file some charges last Saturday. It was closed on Saturday, by the way, I found interesting. So I went back on Monday, and they said, need to call the dispatch. So I called dispatch, and they transferred it over to Capitol Police. What did I do? Within, when I called, when I called and they transferred it over to Capitol Police, within 15 minutes, three Capitol Police officers were at my house yeah. and spent 20 minutes sitting there going, getting all the details that they needed. Very cooperative, very helpful, very on the spot and very timely. I just, just compliment the, the Capitol Police folks. Sylvia? And I also wanted to say something right quick, real make quick, quick about Rankin County. I was called the N-word by someone, and it turned out to be a really big mess, but the individual was arrested. I, have, I was subpoenaed, so I had to go to court. That judge read him the riot act about... Uh, which judge, which judge was it? Do we know? I don't remember his name. Okay. I, 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 I wish I did. But he gave him the riot act, and he also said the following, I will not have this in my county. And I just greatly appreciated him. He asked, where was I? I silently, silently raised my hand and said, I'm right here. He apologized for that person's conduct, which he didn't need to do. Um, but he did tell this man he would not have that in this county at all. And he mm. uh, went to serve a little bit of time in jail. Good. And well, that's thank, all thank I wanted very, to say, right. Well, thank you very much, Guys, Sylvia. have a good evening. You too, ma'am. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of citizens of both races who feel just like Sylvia in yeah. Jackson. When I get away from these so-called professional loudmouths and the politicians, I don't really hear people saying we don't want this. And when you explain 1020 to them, that's not so bad. What burns me up is when people like the DA come out there, they give him exactly what he wants, and then they turn around and get up there and say, we're against this anyway. And I I'm getting just, really sick of it. I just wish that the original 1020 had not been depleted as much as it was. Right. It has some provisions in it in the original bill that I wish Such had as? been maintained. The separate chancellor and circuit judge. Okay. That would be there and not this just continuing the three-year appointment like we got right now, mm -hmm. creating a, a, a judicial district right there. What do you think about moving it up to Canyon Road versus Northside Drive? When they first started talking about moving to Northside Drive, and then this other, I said it's going to go exactly where it did. Everybody's going to want to expand it just a little bit more to get to there. There's no cutoff point. Yeah. I mean, there, there's the argument to be made, well, why do you? Why do you only go west of the railroad track? Why not? Go, why do you go south on the Jeteri Road? How much further? You know, 
There's lots of people. Oh, that, and your friend Dorothy Triplett, she, she and two others sued also this week. But, yeah, I saw that. But I'm just Man, saying that, oof. you know, the, the original district was drawn to be around where the Capitol complex right. is and where the state buildings are. Now the question, and I'm all for expanding. I'm not arguing against expanding, but everybody wants to include their area, and there's no cutoff point. I totally understand. Like I said, when you see all these cats sitting there arguing like crazy against this on the floor of the House and no. the Senate, just remember go, behind the scenes, most of these cats, they're all Go pick there. up my neighborhood. Go pick up exactly. my neighborhood. Exactly. And that's why I'm starting to call some of these guys out. I mean, you know, and by the way, I was just curious. I went back and looked at the 2013 vote. Remember the child rape bill? No. About 10 years ago, they had a bill that passed. It was about if a kid was under a certain age, like 12 or 13 or so, really young and had a kid, which does happen. They had to name the father and all this kind of there, and they would go criminally prosecute him. It's like almost the all these cats back then, most of the Black Caucus voted against it. I mean, they are pretty consistent on this stuff. And anytime there's a tougher on crime measure, they pretty much come out against it, you know. And what cracked me up was they were complaining about, oh, there's only one person from Jackson in the conference committee. Well, guess what? They're Democrats. When Democrats ran the House and Senate, did they include Republicans in conference committees for the most part? No. You know, so Republicans run the House and Senate. Guess what? If you're a Democrat, you don't include it. Now, someone like Angela Cockrum sits there and says, you know what? I'm going independent. I'm going to do it this way. You know, there's a better way here. And then the Uncle Tom, that poor thing to death. I mean, so but she's she's held her own pretty good. So this is Kingfisher, JacksonJumbly.com. We'll be right back. All right. This is Kingfisher, JacksonJumbly.com. And one more, one last word from a sponsor. It is time to discover a new kind of pontoon with Manitou. All right, how to pronounce this? Manitou? Manitou. Manitou, okay, sorry, at Smith Marine. When you come to Smith Marine, you'll find Manitou's pontoons that have raised expectations to challenge the entire industry. Manitou's feature patented V-tune technology with quicker planing and unrivaled handling. Even extra cross members at strategic hull points. Don't want to be like a bayliner, do you? making a more durable pontoon. Dual engines, digital displays, and vessel control with a transferable warranty. It's easy to see why Manitou and Smith Marine are reimagining what's possible. Smith Marine on the res and at smithmarinesales.com. That's the last one today. All right, what I was talking about, I went and looked it up on my computer here. These guys who were who were, um, attacking 1020 in the Black Caucus 10 years ago, 2013 on Jackson Jumbly, March 13th, there was a bill, HB 151. It was to make it easier to prosecute child rape. Any physician or midwife who performs an abortion on a minor less than 14 years old shall collect blah, 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 blah. But any physician or, but here's the real part. Any physician or midwife who delivers a baby of a minor who's under 16 years of age shall collect. So basically they were trying to make it easier to prosecute cases where kids who are 15, 14, 13, yes, sometimes 12, that does happen, who got pregnant. And you had some 20-something, 30, 40, 50, heaven something year old that was knocking them up. They could go find out who it was and prosecute the case. Now, let's see. It passed the House 99-18 and the Senate 42-10. to 10. Let's see who all voted against it. You got it. Every white legislator voted for this bill. Every one of them. Here are the opposing votes. 
Ed Blackman, you got it. Mr. He was sitting there all about the rights of whoever in, you know, in the CCID and Jackson and all that stuff. Guess what? He was he was against this. Then you have, let me see, anybody else we know? Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Ed Blackman was against the CCID expansion. Did it include his house? Did it include his Jackson area house? Uh, Good question, isn't it? Huh? Uh, since he's a Madison County oh, yeah. legislator, did his house get included in it? I don't. I mean, Adrian, I don't think it did. Adrienne Wooten, who's never seen a cross that didn't burn, you know, in her mind. I mean, so guess what? She voted against it in the Senate. Kelvin Butler, Frazier, Horn, yes, John Horn, who lately has been sounding more and more like Chakwe Lumumba. Guess what? He was he was against this bill. Your thirteen year old gets becomes pregnant by a twenty five year old. That's all right. You know, Kenny Wayne. Well, about him knocking up chicken. We won't go there, okay? <laughs> Solly Norwood. Uh, we'll, we'll skip that rumor that's out there on the street, but you, okay. You know, Derek Simmons, Willie Simmons, you getting the idea? This whole crowd that was fighting 1020, they, something like this. This is what they do. Just like they were all against third grade reading gate. Why have education scores actually improved in Mississippi the last five years? Because of third grade reading gate. Were they for it? Hell no, they were against it. Surprise, surprise. Hypocrisy abounds. Scotty, beam me up. Kim, come back. 